Hey, this is Kieran, Coach's Corner Chats, and joining me on the podcast is Ben Andreas. Ben, where are you at and what are you up to? Uh, at this bizarre moment in time, I've just finished the coaching session. Um, so I quickly jumped on my phone. Um, so yeah, I work for I work for an independent academy called uh, MRFA. We've got some junior Premier League teams. Um, they're called FC Evolution. Um, so I run the whole football side of that. And then I'm also at Cambridge United um, Academy. So lots and lots of coaching and busy, 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 which I love. So all good. And so what ages are we talking about with the uh, Evolution Group? Um, so our FC Evolution Group, uh, we have under 10s, under 11s, under 12s and under 13s this season. Um, but our, our our whole company will run from under sixes all the way through to under 14s, 15s. Um, so we have like development centres, then we have our advanced centre, which then filters into our um, junior Premier League teams. And how did you come about to get a position at FC Evolution? Um, so I, I used to work at the company part-time. Um, and then uh, I had a previous job, which was nothing to do with football. And then I got offered a role here. And I left my previous job to be involved with football full time. Um, so I'm I'm now here. I've been here nearly two years. Um, and to be honest, I'm loving every minute of it. It's brilliant. Um, new challenges every day, working with uh, different kids, uh, girls, boys, different age groups. So it's, it's all, it keeps me on my toes. So all good. Was coaching something that you've always aspired to do or did it just come, how did it come about? So... I I played um, I played at a decent sort of non-league standard. Um, never really thought about coaching. I didn't really think about it. Um, didn't really think about coaching while I was playing. It was only that one of my friends said, "Look, do you want to come and help me on a Saturday morning?" Um, he used to he used to run sessions for like academy players. So the different players from different academies have come down and and train. Um, and I kind of got into it from there and he sort of pushed me into it, sort of pushed me into doing my, my first coaching badge, which I did. Um, and then I kind of, I was carried on playing, did a few sort of coaching sessions here, there and everywhere. Uh, went to a company, started doing some like part-time sort of sessions. Um, and then just gradually grew the love of, of, of coaching. Um, and then I kind of sort of started to coach more than play and I kind of sort of pushed the play into the side a little bit. Um, and then sort of a friend of mine went into management in non-league and um, he asked me if I wanted to, to come on board. Um, at the time, I was scouting for Watford and Arsenal and then like scouting for Watford and then I went to Arsenal and then kind of knocked that on the head and then sort of had a little stint in non-league. And then uh, I jumped into academy football with Colchester at first, Colchester United, and then um, this season just gone. Uh, I've been at Cambridge for about six months now, so... Uh, really enjoying it. So you mentioned non-league versus like what for those of us here in the States, because you're in England, <laughs> what, what what does non-league mean? And what's, you know, in terms of we all see Premier League and the different levels, what does non-league mean? So non-league is is semi-professional football. It's, it's kind of classed as um, it's it's so obviously in England, you've got the Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. And then you go conference league. So then it starts sort of becoming part-time football. Um, so playing maybe Tuesday nights, training on a Thursday, playing Saturday. Um, still earning a little bit of money. Not obviously, 
not a hundred thousand pound a week, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just it's kind of like semi-professional. Um, get to a get to a decent standard, you can you can earn a bit of money. Um, so yeah, and it's just just like mostly with your mates, but like a decent level kind of thing, if that makes sense. You talked about transitioning into coaching and kind of pushing the playing to the side. How hard was it to let that playing side kind of go and take kind of a backseat to coaching? Uh, when it first, when I first got involved with the coaching um, in the semi-professional game, I found it really hard because the manager at the time still wanted me to kind of be involved with the squad a little bit. Um, and if I was needed, I kind of sort of played some games and then we had some injuries. So I started to play games. Uh, I think I played like 10 games in a row um, before anyone sort of started coming back. So I found it really hard to to transition between having my game head on to my coaching head. And I kind of, I kind of found it really hard that I was giving coaching points, but I was in kit. So I'd like mm. put a jump on, but I'd still be in kit. And I, I didn't think, I didn't think it was right to do. So I kind of, I kind of took a step back a little bit from when I was in the squad to to doing the coaching. I kind of focused on being in with the boys, coaching, uh, uh, sort of being in with the boys, playing and stuff like that, warming up. Someone else kind of stepped in and took it for a little bit. And then when I gradually sort of the injury started coming back, I gradually then it was difficult because when I was in the dressing room as a player, the banter and all stuff like that was it wasn't through me but I kind of had to I was the, I was the one that was mucking around and stuff like that but then it was the transition of right now I'm coach I've got to be friends with them slightly but they've got to know that I'm the coach kind of thing so it was um I found that to start with I found it really difficult um and also playing in the same team you know the players so it's kind of like you need to have that healthy relationship but also right you know when to banter me and, and not kind of thing when it's when it's sort of game day training and to be fair to be fair to the players they were they were very respectful of that and and they respected me as a coach but they knew where they can push me and how far they can push me so credit to the players at, at the teams that I was at they they kind of they kind of helped me to to gain it um to gain that sort of respect and gain gain the fact that I was the coach not not a player in the team and and the the last club I was at I I told the manager because it was it was kind of like two two or three leagues below the actual football league so I, I kind of started taking it a bit more serious serious and I was like look I don't want to even sign on I just want to just be a coach I don't want to have anything to do with the players um like playing side of things um so I, I don't even want to be like say contracted to to play i just want to focus on the on the coaching and and that helped me quite a lot where i i we me and the manager took the decision to to not even have me in in the squad or be involved with the squad um number one i wasn't good enough to be in the squad at that level but it still let me focus on the coaching side and and i felt my coaching got a bit better from doing that as well you mentioned also doing scouting when people hear that, when you're scouting for like a huge club like Arsenal, what does the roles and responsibilities and how impactful was that experience for you? So I was I was just going around to, to um, I'm not sure what you call it in the States, but it was just like grassroots football. Um, so like Sunday league football, going to games, uh, looking for looking for the next Thierry Henry, looking for the next <laughs> uh, Troy Deeney for Watford. It was it was one of them where I was 
going to games when it was pouring down the rain, just watching football. Sometimes it wasn't even worth the watch, but you never know when you when you see that that sort of diamond in the rough, that raw talent where you can see something that other players don't. And I, I saw I saw a different side to football. Um, when you're coaching, when you're playing, you're involved in the game, you don't really pay attention to much else that's going on. But standing on the sidelines away from everything else, like standing on your own, uh, listening to parents talk, listening to how coaches sort of portray themselves on the sideline, listening to players' communication on the pitch. So I'd get there early so I could watch a player's warm-up, so I could see how, how they act before a game rather than just seeing what they're like. Because, you know, like like some players nowadays, like like Ravel Morrison from Manchester United, he had bowl accounts, not that I know, but bowl accounts, he had this unbelievable talent. But his, his attitude and, and how he was stopped him from being a, a success in the game. So I... I I kind of tried to watch players before and after to see how they conducted themselves, to see um, just how they dealt with with playing, if they warmed up properly, because obviously the the attitude and the mentality of a player to warm up and want to be the best is 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 something that obviously that they need to have. They need to have that mentality to to strive to be the best. And if someone's sort of mucking around and, and not doing it properly, then kind of you you kind of turn a blind eye they might be really good and you might be able to to coach that mentality in them but you kind of want to want to have like a, a little bit of an article before you publish it sort of thing if that makes sense hmm. is that something too that now you bring to your your grassroots players and the players you're working with where you talk about like it's more than just the time that you're playing the actual games it's also how you bring yourself how you carry yourself all those little things you've picked up 100 percent Hundred percent. I've always said, first and foremost, you need to work hard. Whether that's whether that's doing extra away from the training ground, whether that's um, whether that's showing that you want to work hard, not just not just sort of um, turning up half-hearted and then going home. It's it is like so. We we have development centres here, and it's kind of like players see it as a little bit of a like a muck around with their mates but I'm like look if you want to progress and go to our advanced center how are you going to do that if you're not training properly here we've got you for an hour all I want all I want is your concentration for an hour that's it concentration for an hour then you can go home and do what you want with your friends here you're listening to me if you want to learn you listen to me and they kind of like yeah yeah and then you nine times out of ten you get the concentration from the players but there's the odd one that that thinks he's better than everyone else or all he's there for is just to muck around. And and not that I feel I'm wasting my time because I see it as a challenge to think, right, okay, he's concentrated for, for 20 minutes this week. Let's see if we can get him to concentrate for 25, 30 minutes next week and, and see if we can get him to concentrate for the full hour. So it's a challenge for me, which I love as a coach because the challenges will all will always... I'll always try and bring the best out of myself in, in a challenge, which is which is how you how you um how you progress as a, not just a coach but as an individual as well um i always say you either win or you learn you never lose hmm. one of the other things i was going to ask is we know england is soccer crazy you're talking about developmental centers and all those types of things is soccer something that your family got into is that how you kind of got into the whole idea of playing and what have you to be honest no it wasn't um <laughs> 
it was yeah but like my dad was never never really into football um I kind of I kind of got into it through th- through friends um they they played in a Sunday league when I was younger um and they asked me to come down so I went down um and just started playing football from there really Sunday league when I was when I was 16 I went to Portugal on a two week trial um which was brilliant like training in the morning gym work in the afternoon um had a couple of trials when I was younger never really sort of never really kicked off so when I was growing up um there wasn't I don't think there was much opportunity like there is nowadays where there's all these professional clubs like Arsenal Chelsea Tottenham that have these centers absolutely everywhere so when I was growing up it was just like grassroots football being in the right place at the right time um which happened to me a couple of times and then I kind of went into non-league um, like semi-professional football and, and started earning a little bit of money there. So I just, I thought, right, I'm not going to become a professional. I'm too old now. So I'm just going to go with my friends, earn a bit of money, um, see what, see where I can get to here. So the standard, see what I can get to with the standard, like non, non-league semi-professional football. And I did okay. I earned a bit of cash from it and, and, and I was happy. So there was a few, few mistakes, few decisions I made along the line when I was, when I went on, um, when I went on a trial, um, kind of mistakes happen, but they happen for a reason. Would I be here now where I am? Don't know. You never know. Everything happens for a reason. So I'm uh, I'm happy where I am at the moment. So you talk about dad, not really a huge into football or soccer, as we call it here in the States. What is it like now that you are fully like just immersed in coaching and you're experiencing soccer on the on a daily basis how has he come around to to enjoy watching coach yeah he he my dad does his own bit he so he teaches uh martial arts he's he's into that side of things so he he teaches his black belt in jiu-jitsu and kickboxing um so he's he's got his own bit he's he's sort of uh, this sounds horrible but he's never sort of been into into the football side of it he'd take me to places when i was younger um, as soon as I was old enough, I kind of went and done my own thing, and he went he went and done his own thing. Um, it's it's kind of um, yeah. I, I feel that I've grown as a as a person, individual, because of that. Because I've I've had to sort of um, I've had to sort of adapt myself and 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 get myself to places and learn and and have that hard work when some kids get sort of chauffeured around by their parents and get taken here, there, and everywhere. So I think that's helped me as a person, not just a, a footballer or a coach, it's helped me as a person as well. I was going to ask, what was that experience like being a teenager and you go on trial and you go to Portugal? It's a completely different country, different, you know, culture, language. Oh, it, what was that? Ex- what was that experience like? It was, it was both really good and both sort of terrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it, it, there was all different experiences that I had. So it was me and a friend actually went over there together. Um, he went, he went as a goalkeeper and I went as an outfield player. Um, both done really well, but first time away from home from my parents, uh, on my own, we was kind of, we was training every day. Um, yeah, it was, and, and kind of, uh, you kind of didn't feel welcomed if, if by the other players, they, I don't know if it was intimidating where someone else was coming over, trying to take their spot. All of every single player was, was Portuguese. So they all knew the language. I didn't know the language. Um, 
and look, I, I learned a lot by going over there for, for however long I was over there. And, and it was a great experience to train at a professional club. Um, they was, uh, they was in the top division at the time with, with Porto and, uh, Benfica that they was up there. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant experience. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And at the same time, I was absolutely petrified because I thought I had, it was, it was one of those moments where I, I was scared. They was all grown men. I was only a kid and I didn't know the language. So yeah, it was just, it was both exciting and terrifying at the same time. Are those types of experiences, things that you kind of look for like opportunities to do that like the scouting is kind of stepping out of your zone a little bit getting into coaching like that experience of seeing where your limits are is that something you've kind of always kind of embraced yeah 100 percent um 100 i've always i've always pushed myself as as hard as i can and and me leaving my previous job that was nothing to do with football to go into into football full-time with an with an independent company was 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 a jump I did and kind of I spoke it um excuse me um kind of yeah it was it was a jump that I didn't know how it had how it'd work never sort of been involved with with running things like being being sort of uh having people work under me I've always been the other side and working for people um I was in the company working part-time and then I got like I left there because I I went to at a proper academy football and then I got offered a job and it was kind of like well I can't do both so I've always wanted to be in football full-time since I've been coaching so um yeah I just took took the took the jump and and it's worked out touch wood it's worked out really well one of the other things that's popped up is the word friends like a friend kind of asked you to come and help with a Sunday session that kind of got you started you went with a friend to Portugal how how impactful has it been to have those buddies that you play with that have reached out and said, Hey, will you help me coach? Cause now it seems to have propelled you and kept pushing you to where you're at now. Yeah. I think look, in, in, in football, it's, it's very good knowing, knowing people. And I've, I've met some brilliant people along the way, uh, people that have, that have helped me and give me advice. Um, and I, I've always, I've always said when I first started coaching, I've always said, whether you're, just starting off in your coaching career or you're a pro licensed coach, I will always take on your opinion, whether I think it's right or wrong. I'll always take it on because in football, no one knows everything. Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, Jose Mourinho, they're still learning now. They're still having to evolve. They're still having to adapt to, to the game, to the, all the analysis that's going on. They have to adapt every single season, every single day they're adapting. So if they're still learning, Think of how much I still need to learn if they know what they know. So I've I've always I've always taken advice and and to be fair, um, the first coaching session that I did was was in a park with academy players, and I, I mean they could have been they could have been horrible and and thought this 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 kid don't know anything, but they they welcome me into training um, and I, I still talk to some of them now. So I still talk to some of them now. Some one of them plays one of them plays higher um in in the in the professional game and I still talk to them now so it's uh it's it's credit credit to them to to uh, for them to kick me on and and I got to work with some some really really good players you talk about being able to take like 
input from others and what have you. The other thing that I keep hearing is kind of like almost a self-reflection like constantly looking at where your game is at. You talked about like when you coached with the one team where you wanted to just be primarily a coach and not sign a contract because you were like, one, I'm not good enough. Like to be able to say that is huge. How important has it to continually keep self-reflecting as you've been going through your journey? Oh, massive. And I'm, I'm, you, this is probably cliche, but I'm my own worst critic. I'm, mm. I'm always reflecting. So kind of my drives home, whether they're half an hour, 45 minutes, that's my reflection time because I'm in, I'm in the, in the car on my own. So I'm always reflecting. I'm always, I'm always saying, oh, what about if I did this in the session? Would that have got that out? Or I'm kind of like, oh, my sessions are always, always down on either written down on a bit of paper or I'm not sure if you guys have heard Sports Session Planner in America. Um, mm -hmm. It's the coaching sort of thing that we use. And I'm always going back and going, oh, maybe if I make the pitch a little bit bigger here, this might help. Or I might get this outcome. And, um, yeah, so I'm when I'm driving, that's my reflection time. And um, it's, it's really good for me because I get that reflection time and I get to sort of critique myself. Um, or or I'll, I'll ask sort of my bosses to to say, like, how do you think my session went? Or I record my session because we've got a VO cam at the uh, the company I work for full-time and I can go, right, I want to record my session tonight, record it, mic myself up, listen back and think to myself, course, I sound like an absolute moron. But I'm, I'm <laughs> reflecting back on myself. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm always I'm always self-reflecting and it's and it's really good for my my progression and my, my sort of... Um, well, progression as a coach for myself. How helpful has the technology side of things been like that? When I think back to when I was playing, none of this was around cameras that follow the ball and all that type of stuff. Um, one, it helps your coaching, but how, how does it, how has it helped in terms of like with player development and what have you in England? Oh, it's the player. It's, you can, because obviously when you're watching a game or when you're watching a training session, say for instance, you're working on 11 a side, you can't keep an eye on 22 players constantly. So you might miss, you, you can you can really sort of, and especially with VO cam, it, it, you can sort of pick up really good points and it might even be little bits like, okay, so how does, how does little Jimmy receive the ball on his back foot? Well, he's got his body closed. So let's now take him away on his own, coach him for five minutes, right, receive it on your back foot, play forwards. So it, it really helps because when I was growing up, I barely got videos of me scoring goals, let alone a whole game being recorded. So I think it helps. I think it helps players nowadays because you can, especially at a, at a higher level where they've got analysis teams where they can, okay, well, for instance, Cambridge are playing Arsenal this week. We're gonna we're gonna watch the game back, and we're gonna the analysis team are gonna clip up uh, little Jimmy's game, and they're gonna show you what he like. And then the players can watch it back. And I think it's been I think technology nowadays is you can like when I was when I was watching when I was non-league, we didn't have any video recorders or anything like that. So teams put their highlights up on YouTube. So I'd go on YouTube, see who we're playing the following week. And analyze what they did on their uh, on their attacking game, and I try and focus on my team. I believe what we could do in an attacking sense was good, so I'd focus on defending what they do attacking wise, and kind of use YouTube to my advantage. And I feel it worked. 
others might might not agree, but I feel it worked because we had quite a successful time. Um, so yeah, technology nowadays is massive. Social media, you can watch games back. You can, if a player comes to you and said, "Oh, look, I've played four hundred games for Man United," you can go, "Well, Google, okay, you've never played for Man United." So it's kind of it kind of you can kind of find out everything <laughs> on the internet and. And like you can like watch sessions about like the coach's voice and all stuff like that, where you can watch professionals put coaching sessions on in their environment, and you think to yourself, "Wow!" Like some of the sessions that you can you can watch back with like the likes of like Yaya Torre and and all stuff like that is 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 learning for me because you can't always get in to visit these places, so it's learning for me. It's it's watching the best coaches in the world, uh, and and I'm I'm learning from that. So. The, the technology and the internet is brilliant nowadays. That was something I was going to ask. You mentioned how Pep and Jurgen and all them are still, they don't know everything. How important has learning been for you in terms of like going out and grabbing information and watching, taking this tidbit and watching a session? How important is the learning curve for you as a coach? No, oh, it's, it's, it's huge. It is huge. Uh, there's nothing there's nothing that I wouldn't write down, screenshot, screen record. And my, my phone is full of session plans that I've taken from Twitter, taken from Instagram, written down on my phone in the notes or drawn pictures of. I'll go back in like two months time and I'll look at stuff that I've written and I'm like, I don't understand what this means, but I'm just there just <laughs> jotting notes. I'm just jotting notes down and, and terminology that people use and, there's sometimes I might see something they might go oh, let's we do this 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 and I'm like I say it in a different way let me try and use that way phrases catchphrases uh one-liners and and but also visual like watching other coaches at academies watching how they coach because I I'm I'm as I said I'm a I'm my worst critic and I'll always think everyone else is better than me. So I'm always watching other sessions. I'm always seeing how they talk to people, how, whether they use question and answers, whether they use command, whether they use drive by coaching, I'm always watching others and, and seeing how, seeing how they, uh, how they coach and what I can, what I can take from them and, and store into my brain and all stuff like that. So it's learning is if as a coach, I'd always say to you, go and watch, go and watch games, go and watch, watch as much football as you can. And I say it to my players, if you want to play football, watch the game. That's that's it. Just watch the game. Go and watch go and watch Arsenal play. Go and watch how Saka plays. Go and watch him. If you're a winger, go and watch Saka. He's brilliant. He is brilliant. If you're centre forward, not your typical number nine, go and watch Harry Kane on how he drops in to create space for others. Go and watch football. Go and try and watch individuals. And, and and that's how you learn. That is how you learn because they're the best at it. They're professional footballers. They're the ones who's earning the big money. They're the ones who are who are scoring 30, 40 goals a season. Go and watch football. That's that's it. And I, I'm the same. Go and watch coaches in how they talk and how they how they conduct themselves on the sideline and and stuff like that. So yeah. So how does the opportunity at Cambridge come about? What and what has that past six months been like with that uh, club? So there was a there was an opening um, at Cambridge. I applied for the job, went in, done a done a session like an interview session, um, and they offered me a role. Um, it's been 
it's been a massive learning curve and I've loved every minute of it. It's the club's brilliant. Um, they play in League One, so you've got just for your American viewers, you've got the Premier League, you've got the Championship, and then they're League One, so they're two below. Um, lovely little stadium. Um, I've learned so much already in six months from from the staff that are there. Um, I feel that my coaching has improved. I've been to some fantastic other training grounds, Leicester City, um, Tottenham, Arsenal. So get to visit all these brilliant academies. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been a massive learning curve for, for myself, learning off all these different all these different coaches and and just speaking with them, um, what, looking at their sessions, watching their sessions. Yeah, it's been it's been massive massive learning curve for myself. When you talk about massive learning curve, like when you walked in, what are some of the things that you think about and go, man, that's stuff that, you know, I want to incorporate into my coaching or this is what it looks like, the difference between like non-league and what have you were talking about earlier. And now this is what a, even though it's technically like third level or two down, it's still like the professionalism of the environment and everything. What things stand out to you? Just just like the, the, the club values, like everyone's working hard. Um, everyone's sort of helping everyone else out. Club values are massive. Um, some of the coaches that are there are, are, are really, really good coaches. So just like even just sort of watching their sessions, um, watching how they do things, even just when I'm not coaching, because some of the sessions are broke up into like the first group will be like under nines to under 11s or under 12s. And then the second age group would be, say 12 to 16 so watching other coaches coach when i'm not coaching writing down their sessions on my phone on a bit of paper and then transferring it to sports session planner so i've got it just different ways to different ways to 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 do sessions and because it's kind of like right okay we're working on maybe say one to one one v ones this week and just watching someone else's session to to get ideas and and sort of okay i could use that here maybe if i break that down now i can use this here so yeah, it's been it's been a, it's 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 been really good to just learn from other coaches and um and and learn different sessions and and as I said, it's yeah, it's just been it's just been really good to 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 be involved with the club itself. The one word I've heard you say numerous times is compete or competitive, uh, not only with your players you're coaching now, but just like the environment that is at Cambridge. Is that something that you've? Are you a competitive person? yourself and is that something you've always kind of been or is, have you seen that in order to be successful in the game of soccer or football you have to be able to compete yeah so look in in academy football it's, it is competitive but the results don't really matter it's how we develop the players it's how how the players develop can we can we get them a scholarship can we get them their first pro contract and us coaches below that are the ones to to push them on and kick them on, and then when they get to their 18s and 21s, it's it's up to the other coaches that are there. So look, I am I am probably the world's worst loser. I hate losing, and I've I've found <laughs> I've found it very I found it very difficult in academy football where results results do matter because obviously every child in the world does not want to lose every single week. But if you develop the players right, the winning will come. So it's it's not as if that we're in a league or anything like that. It's not any anything like that. It's just we play games against other academies, um, and the development is the forefront of of everything that we do. Development of the players. So, 
but if we can if we can develop the players, then then the results will come. If that makes sense. So it's as I said, I'm the world's worst loser, and I'm always competitive. Whether I'm whether I'm at training, whether I'm uh, playing on FIFA on the computer, every at the smallest opportunity in the world that I get when I'm not coaching, it's I'm always competitive, and I hate losing. I was just about to say, you just mentioned FIFA. What does Ben do to, do you, does the brain, soccer brain ever turn off the coaching brain? Is there ever times where like, what do you do to kind of, no, (laughs) no, no. I'm, I'm always thinking of, of coaching, whether it's, whether it's sessions, whether it's uh, speaking to my friends about what they're doing at the weekend or like where they are or what games they're at. Or if I'm, if I'm not coaching, I'm planning sessions. Yeah, it's I, I, it, it's 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 an addiction. I can't switch off. It's even in the even in the close season when. Um, so we've at Cambridge, we've been off for the past month. We've just come back. We're coming back to to training this week, and I've just been looking on the internet. Oh, that's a good session, right? Screenshot it, save it into my phone, um, transfer it to here. And where I'm in football full time, so we've still got our development centres on, I'm constantly trying to improve them. And um, yeah, it's been it's been crazy and I love it. It's just, I love being busy. It's brilliant. You said the word busy. How do you keep the balancing act of like, you've got the developmental stuff that you're doing and you've got Cambridge. How does it all kind of mesh together? Uh, my my boss is really good, so he he knows that um, the days I work for Cambridge. So I'm kind of quiet at those days, so it gives me a chance to get off, go to go to Cambridge plan. So my boss is 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 very good with. He also works at Cambridge part of the eighteens as well. So it's also very good that I get to get to learn from him as well. And um, yeah, he's my boss is brilliant here, and he he helps me with with sort of the days that I am coaching at Cambridge, he kind of, um, he knows that I need to sort of get away a little bit earlier. So he's quite, he's quite, quite, I say quite good. He's actually really good to, to let me do that. The one thing that comes to mind now is now you're getting the taste of Cambridge and that level. What are your aspirations or maybe, I don't know what you have in terms of where would you like to get to in terms of the coaching level um, like aspirations wise. So for me, I uh, I've never I've I've never said I want to get to here. I want to get as high as I possibly can. Whether that's taking over from Pep at Man City or <laughs> that's that's being the best I can be at say I don't know under thirteens at Cambridge. Can I be the best under thirteens coach? Can I be the best? under 15s coach everyone's got their aspirations to become a professional football coach whether i get there i don't know I, I don't know what's in front of me there could be one day where i'm just coaching for a team and all of a sudden i get noticed and they want me to come in and do xyz so i've i've always said how let me see how far i can push myself whether that's whether that's the first team whether that's whether that's me coaching the first team i've I'm I'm not really a a manager type. I'm more of a uh, on on the grass type coach. So I don't look, never say never, but I don't think I'd ever be a manager. Um, I love the coaching side of it. I love planning sessions. I love being on the grass. I love um, I love seeing bits, um, being around 
being around the 18s this year, watching their games, uh, they like we've got an FA Youth Cup and they got to the quarterfinals against Arsenal. Um, so it's very good to to visit the Emirates, get to go on the pitch at the Emirates, start being in, in that environment. Didn't get to sit on the bench, but that's not my role. So, um, yeah, it was very good to be in that environment. And it just gives you that that fire in your belly to, to keep learning, keep going, keep doing what you can. And sky's the limit. You never know where you could end up. You talked about a trial in Portugal when you're a teenager as a player. Is there part of you that ever has inclinations to either maybe come to the States or go to another country and try coaching there? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, look, football in, in England is is huge and, um, and, and the world we live in, it seems like everyone wants to come here. At the moment, everyone wants to go to Inter Miami. So you, you, ne- <laughs> you never know. You, you never know. You never know. Uh, that was one of the things I was going to ask about. You talk about like you even pulled over so we could have this conversation. How long is the drive? Like what's the sacrifice for you to get up in the morning and drive to the developmental academy? And then what's the drive like to Cambridge? Like how much time is your reflection time in the car? So traveling wise during the week. So traveling to my office would be sort of half an hour in the mornings. Um and then traveling to development centers, probably about the same. But then when I travel to Cambridge, it's like 45 minutes. So it's not, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's the right amount of time. If I was in the car for say two hours, I'd probably over reflect and over critique my, my session and, and I probably wouldn't get anywhere. So I think, I think, the drive is 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 good enough for it's the it's the right in, right amount of time to to basically tell myself that my session was awful, <laughs> um, and then <laughs> and then tell myself what I could do better. So, um, but it's, it's always good to to critique yourself and and sort of reflect on yourself, and it's also good I always sort of get people to to have a look at my sessions and say like what do you think, or if if sort of my boss at Cambridge is there, I'll say what do you think of my session, and they can go right this 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 and this because football is all about opinions at the end of the day and um if you can't accept opinions then football's not the place for you you talked about when i just mentioned maybe going to the states or some other country and coaching that everybody's coming to england england's kind of the mecca of soccer what is the experience what's the vibe like in around cambridge you talk about having a really nice pitch in the stadium what is the soccer love like passion for those of us here in the States that may not understand. Football here is, um, I'm not sure if you've watched Ted Lasso, I presume mm-hmm. you have. So the, the, the Colombian fellow, Danny Rojo, football is life. That's what it is here to people. So sort of the, like there's, there's clubs like obviously Cambridge and, and, and lower league clubs where fans will go every single game. And it's the same as the as the top clubs. Fans will go every single game. It's 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 some people's life, and and it's it's some people use it as as sort of their for their mental health that they just get out, go to a football match, and 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 they just love it. Like football, I've always been involved with football ever since I was young, and I don't know what I would do without it. And it's it's it's. Um, as he said, football is life for some people and people eat like the old Coca-Cola over eat, sleep, eat, sleep, football. It's, it's, it's some, uh, sometimes it, for people have it like their club in their blood, like 
tattoos on their arms of, of their club crest and, and all stuff like that. So yeah, it's football here is, 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 is crazy. If a team's not doing well, fans are booing and, and they say, get him out my club, him out my club. But when they're doing well, then all of a sudden the players are the best player in the world and, and their team's the best team in the world. So it's, it, it is, I'm not sure if you've come over here and experienced it, but it is crazy. That is so awesome. And that is a perfect way to shut this chat down. This is Karen with Coach's Corner Chats with Ben Andreos, and I'm out. Peace. Thank you. What a great chat. Thanks for checking it out. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at Coaches Let's Chat. Hit that subscribe button. And once again, if you get a chance, drop a review. It's super, super helpful for growing the podcast. Have a good one. Peace.